Let us pray responsively our call to worship. We join a solemn journey of three days that changed the world and changed our own lives. Followers of Jesus have been taking this journey since his very first followers took it long ago. This is the night of love. On this night, Jesus took a towel and basin and washed his disciples' feet. It was an example for them of humility and compassion. This is the night of love. On this night, Jesus broke bread and shared wine with his followers for the last time. He invited them to remember him and to encounter him anew whenever they did the same. This is the night of love. Let us pray together. Ever gracious God, we gather in this evening hour as friends gathered with Jesus in an upper room long ago. We come bearing the marks and burdens of a bitter and broken world. We come from anonymous places with dry and thirsty spirits. Remind us in the breaking of the bread of our need and of your great sufficiency. Refresh us and make us whole 
with the cup of forgiveness. Draw us nearer to each other in mutual service and closer to you in the covenant of faithfulness and thanksgiving. As the night advances, deepen in us a sense of your steadfast love for us in Jesus Christ, our friend and redeemer. Amen. Our gospel lesson this evening is found in the 13th chapter of John's gospel, beginning with the first verse. Now, before the festival of Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not now know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean, and you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, Servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. I want you to think about something this evening. I want you to think about what you would do if you knew this was the last day of your life. If you, perfectly healthy, vibrant, robust, knew that you were going to die tomorrow, 
what would you do? How would you spend the last 24 hours of your life? I want you to think about that for a little while and keep in your mind what exactly you think you would do. I want to read to you a, a book that I've been thinking about because of who introduced it to me when I was the associate pastor at another First United Methodist Church back in the early 90s. I had a wonderful parishioner named Mary Alice, and I've been thinking about her because she passed away this week, and her service of death and resurrection will be this Saturday, on Holy Saturday. She is now one of the great company of saints for that church and for all who knew her. And so I've been replaying my many memories of her, and one of them is of her introducing me and a group of us to this particular book. It was new back in the early 90s. It's now a classic, so I guess I am dating myself. It is a children's book, but as we all know, children's books are not just for children. They are also for the adults who read them two or 3,000 times to the children they love in their lives. This book is by Robert Munch, and it is titled Love You Forever. And I believe Mary Alice read it to us at a UMW meeting, perhaps around Mother's Day, but she likened the mother's love in the story to God's love and how God is constantly seeking relationship with us and how God is always seeking to love us into the fullness of our being. So I'd like to read this book to you tonight, and then we'll talk about it a little more. A mother held her new baby and very slowly rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she held him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The baby grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was two years old and he ran all around the house and he pulled all the books off the shelves. He pulled all the food out of the refrigerator and he took his mother's watch and flushed it down the toilet. Sometimes his mother would say, this kid is driving me crazy. But at nighttime, when that two-year-old was quiet, she opened the door to his room, crawled across the floor, looked up over the side of his bed, and if he was really asleep, she picked him up and she rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. While she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The little boy grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was nine years old and he never wanted to come in for dinner. And he never wanted to take a bath. And when grandma visited, he always said bad words. Sometimes his mother wanted to sell him to the zoo. But at nighttime, when he was asleep, the mother quietly opened the door to his room, crawled across the floor, and looked over the side of the bed. And if he was really asleep, she picked up that nine-year-old boy and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. 
I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. The boy grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was a teenager. He had strange friends and he wore strange clothes and he listened to strange music. And sometimes his mother felt like she was in a zoo. But at nighttime, when that teenager was asleep, the mother opened the door to his room, crawled across the floor, and looked up over the side of the bed. If he was really asleep, she picked up that great big boy, and she rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. While she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. That teenager grew. He grew and he grew and he grew. He grew until he was a grown-up man. He left home and got a house across town. But sometimes, on dark nights, the mother got into her car and she drove across town. And if all the lights in her son's house were out, she opened his bedroom window, crawled across the floor, looked over the side of the bed, and if that great big man was really asleep, she picked him up and rocked him back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while she rocked him, she sang, I'll love you for always. I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. Well, that mother... She got older. She got older and older and older. One day she called up her son and said, you'd better come and see me because I'm very old and sick. So her son came to see her. When he came in the door, she tried to sing the song. She sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. But she couldn't finish because she was too old and sick. The son went to his mother, and he picked her up, and he rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And he sang this song, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my mommy, you'll be. When the son came home that night, he stood for a long time at the top of the stairs. And then he went into the room where his very new baby daughter, was sleeping. He picked her up in his arms and very slowly rocked her back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And while he rocked her, he sang, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby will be. We gather this night on a day that is sometimes called Holy Thursday and sometimes called Monday Thursday. What does Monday mean? Monday comes from the Latin mandatum, which means commandment, and refers to the new commandment that Jesus gives to his disciples on that night. I give you a new commandment, he said, that you love one another just as I have loved you 
you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Let's move back to what you think you would do in your last 24 hours of life. You were perfectly healthy and all options were open. What would you do? Would you fly to Italy or some other exotic place that you've always wanted to see? Would you fly friends and family in so that you could be with them? Would you go to the inn at Little Washington and eat an exquisite meal? What would you do? Tonight we remember what Jesus did in that situation, knowing that he had one day left to live. He gathered his friends. He washed their feet. He gave them a meal. He fed them. And that holy meal, he said, would be in his absence a sign of his presence. It would be sustaining to them in the weeks ahead. It would be sustaining to them as they formed the new church. In other words, Jesus sang to them, just as he does to us, when we most need to feel his arms around us and most need to feel him with us and most need to feel him rocking us back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And he sings to us, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As long as you're living and even beyond that, my child you'll be. Thanks be to God. Amen. Will you pray responsively, responsively with me our prayer of confession? God of mercy and love, when Judas went out that door, a part of each of us went with him. We have all betrayed Jesus in one way or another. And when the disciples sat unmoving at the table, each waiting for the other to wash their feet, a part of each one of us sat there with them. We have all sat unmoving, waiting for someone else to do what we should be doing ourselves. And when Peter did not want Jesus to wash his feet, a part of us, each of us, joined him in that rejection. We have all resisted the new hierarchy of Jesus, where those who are greatest become loving servants to all. Forgive us for immobility, for our fear. Help us to again return to following Jesus, who would lead us to hope and forgiveness and eternal life. Amen. Oh. 
You alone are worthy of praise, yet we fall short. We have stepped away from your love. We have ignored your call for justice. We have sowed conflict rather than peace. Yet you know no boundaries, 
Nothing we say or do can keep you away from us. Even amidst all our brokenness, you kept calling us back with prophets and messengers and kings to guide us in your ways. And in the fullness of time, you sent your own son, Jesus, to intervene in our world, to call us to know your love, to show us that we are worthy to bring you praise. And so we join our voices with the multitude of the ages, singing joyfully of your wondrous love. out and serve the world with your grace, with your mercy, with your hope. 
until your kingdom comes and we are free to sing with all creation forever and ever. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. 